Hey, Career Girl Nation, this is episode 44 of the Deeper the Work podcast. And in today's episode, we're gonna be talking about why black women don't exit workspaces they know they've outgrown. And we're gonna talk about what you can do about it. So if you feel like you're at a crossroads, you're on the verge of a decision, you're not really sure what to do, have you outgrown the space, should you stick it out a little bit longer, then this episode is for you. I'm gonna be talking about how to know that you've outgrown the space that you're in, why you're not leaving, even though you know it's time to go, and three things you can do right now to pull the trigger, take the action, and move forward. So if this is something that you're like, yes, I need to know these things, then let's get into it. Hey, career girl, I want to let you in on a little secret. Of all the women that I work with, the ones that get the most success and really catapult their career, their salary, their impact in ways that are just beyond their wildest dreams are the ones who are crystal clear on what they want to do. The ones who've aligned their purpose with their paychecks and know that what they're doing is the work that they were called for. Now, if you're not one of those women, if you're struggling with clarity, if you feel like you're overwhelmed, you're lost, you can move in so many different directions when it comes to your career, what should you do next? Then we need to set up a career breakthrough session for you. I want you to be crystal clear on what it is you do well and how you can leverage what you do well into a high paying and impactful career. Go to yourcareergirl.com slash breakthrough. Welcome to Deeper Than Work, a podcast for high achieving and ambitious women ready to make more money, have more impact and thrive at work and life. And now here's your host, Dorianne St. Fleur, HR expert, career coach and breaker of glass ceilings. Hey there, I am so excited about this episode. It is one, this topic is one that comes up so much in my business, so much with the women that I talk to in conversations. So for those of you who don't know, um, I offer complimentary exploration calls with women. It's literally go to my website, yourcareergirl.com, um, and you see the link there. But In that process of scheduling the exploration call to figure out, and the call is to figure out like, you know, what's going on with you? What are your goals? Would we be a good fit together? Blah, blah, blah. There is an application form that's in that process. And a few questions, but it really just helps me get a better sense of who you are, what your goals are, your background, et cetera. And one of the questions that I ask is, what are your three main career challenges? And I've had a lot of women go through that. Like I I started this process in February or March of 2017. Where are we in? 2018, 2018. And have had almost 100 people fill out this application, right? So a lot of data to draw from. And in the three main career challenges section, a lot of things come up, a lot of different things. They can often be bucketed into themes. But what I found the most of and what I often see some sort of variation of in this question of what are your three main career challenges is something to the effect of how do I 
know when it's time for me to exit a space that I've outgrown or exit a toxic space or uh, when I've uh, when I've grown out of the current career or industry or job or company that I'm in, some variation of that. So it really got me thinking, like, wow, this is this question, this idea of how do I know when to move on, basically, is what that that question is asking, affects a lot of people, a lot of women, a lot of Black women in their space. And what I found even more interesting is that they're not leaving these spaces. So the question is is coming up like, okay, why, why, why? And when I speak to them, a lot of them have been in this I, this limbo. So in this space of asking this question for months, years, you know, a long time and not making a move. Think about this. Think about you. Think about someone you know. You either are or know someone who is in a workplace that they've outgrown in a workplace that no longer serves them, in a space where they're like, why am I here? Why am I still here? You, it's either, that either is applicable to you or to someone you know. I'm not even gonna fight you on it. Don't even, I'm not, don't question me on it. Like, I already know that, right? And so if that's the case, if there's so many people walking around feeling like, have I outgrown this space? I think I have, how do I know? but not making any moves or not doing anything about it, then there must be some reason or something that's keeping people from doing that. And so that's what I want to explore in this episode. I really want to break down why is it that black women aren't exiting workspaces that they've outgrown. So as I think about this, I want to be frank. I totally get that it's challenging for most of us, for all of us, to one, recognize that we've outgrown a workspace or any space because side note, this topic specifically, I'm talking about careers, I'm talking about workplaces, but this is applicable for life. What other spaces have you outgrown? What relationships, what friendships, what marriages, what, you know, what business situations, whatever have you outgrown that you're not moving from and you're not exiting from? So side note, this is to do with everything. However, specifically today, we're going to talk about as it relates to careers and workplaces. But it's hard for most of us to recognize when we've outgrown a workspace. And two, it's hard for us to leave said workspace once we've recognized that it's time to move on. Once we know, okay, yes, okay, I have outgrown it. But then there's a whole other process to leaving it once you've come to that realization. And that's hard for everyone. But it's especially hard. It's even more challenging and more difficult for women, minorities, and people in other marginalized groups. It just is what it is for many reasons. And I'll dive into some of those reasons a little bit later on in this episode. But it's harder for us. It's harder for us to to leave toxic spaces that we've outgrown for a number of reasons. And so what does that mean? We stay stuck. We stay where we are. We're in the same role for five years when we know that we've long outgrown that space. We stay in industries where we know it's time for us to do something else. We stay at companies where we're not being valued and we know that we've, we're bigger than this place now with all the experience and everything that we've been through and all and everything we bring to the table. We know that, but we stay in these spaces for far too long. 
another question that I ask during that same, you know, exploration call that I just talked about when I, when I get on the phone with women, one question that I often ask is, well, how long have you been feeling this way? And it's rare that someone will say, oh, I've been feeling this way for a couple of days or a couple of weeks. It's always, I've been feeling this way for six months, 18 months, 24 months, four years. This lets me know that it's, a, it's twofold. It's one, how do I know that I need to leave this space and I've outgrown it? Two, why am I not leaving it? So those are the things that I want to tackle in this episode today, because as black women, we're faced with a double whammy, right? I just mentioned that while it's challenging for all of us to recognize these spaces and to leave them, it's more challenging for women, minorities, and people in other marginalized groups. Black women are in two of these buckets. They're women and they're minorities. So it's even harder for us to change. So I want to explore that today. So for the first part of this, I want to break down firstly, how do you even know that you are in a space that you've outgrown? How do you know that this workplace that I'm in, this season of my career, this role that I've taken on has run its course and it's time for me to move on? So there's three ways that you can acknowledge that you can use three things that you can use to reflect on whether or not it's time to move forward. The first is when everything about the workspace that you're in is just the wrong fit. It's like putting a square peg into a round hole. It's just not going to work. It is not going to fit. My daughter's four now. And I remember when she was younger, like I gave her those, you know, those wooden puzzle pieces or whatever, and watching her before she started to understand the shapes and how, what the different characteristics are and how they look and what matches, trying to see her put, you know, a triangle into a space that's not fit for a triangle. Like she would get so frustrated, you know, it just doesn't work. That's how it feels for you. You're in this space and you're like, no matter what I try, no matter what I do, it's just not working. We just can't do this. I cannot fit. It's like you're always on a different page. Matter of fact, it's like you're in a different book. You're never on the same page with the people that you work with. So some examples, some things, some, some, some uh, things that you can look out for that perhaps will clue you into the fact that this is just the wrong fit is that you often feel like you're on the opposite side of the table with everyone about everything at your workplace. So it's not that, okay, yes, we have different opinions, different perspectives, different backgrounds, you know, different experiences. And so we'll disagree and we'll have a healthy debate and talk about things, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's not that. That's a normal part of being on a team. But it's like every single thing we talk about, every single topic, every single decision that's being made, I am over here on the right side of the table, and you are over here on the left. We never see eye to eye. We never have a similar perspective. It's like our worldviews are just completely, completely different, and they just don't go together. If you feel like that more times than not, then it could be a clue that, hmm, this place may not be a good fit for me anymore. If you feel like, your workplace is just overly crowded. Like you, and not physically crowded, but just like there's no place for you to turn to 
get anything done. So you have all these ideas, you have, you know, processes that you could put into place. You have come up with new initiatives that will really streamline the work that you're doing or will really help solve a problem in your organization, like all of these ideas, all of these things, but there's no opportunity for you to do it. Either there are just too many people at the top and or too many people at your level. And so it's like trying to figure out who can do what and how do we divvy things out. Or there's just other things that are quote unquote more important or higher priority that your business needs to focus on. Whatever it is, it's like you can't get anything done. There's just no, you have all of this creativity, all of this contribution and this value that you want to give and no opportunity to do it, no opportunity to get it done, that is a distinct sign that this place is just no longer a good fit. Or maybe the quirks that you started out loving about this place are no longer cute. It's not cute that y'all don't have any processes or procedures anymore and that y'all just wing it. It's not cute that there are 50 layers of approvals just to get one thing done and we all have to have a unanimous you know, consensus in order to make a decision and move forward. That's not cute anymore. It's not cute that it's an open door uh, f- p- policy and I can never get any heads down quiet time for me to actually think and do my work. Maybe it was cute at one time. Maybe when you started there, you were like, okay, yes, I like this new, this, this culture. I like the way things are going, but now it ain't cute. Those quirks are no longer cute. That is a sign you've outgrown it. It was cool at first, but it's not cool anymore. I've grown, I've changed, I've evolved. And all of this just isn't cool for me anymore. That's a, that's a really big sign. I think lastly, looking up one day and realizing who are who are these people? I don't recognize these people. Literally don't recognize them because like the whole team is just different. Who are these people? When do they get hired? Where are all the people that I used to know? Like what is happening? Um and figuratively, I don't recognize these people like who are you guys? What what how do you think this way? What are these opinions? I don't understand. All of these things, if you're like, yes, 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 to all of that, there's a big, 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 big clue in to the fact that it's the wrong fit. You're no longer a good fit for where you are. The second way to figure out, hmm, have I outgrown this workspace, is if you are not fulfilled, if you're unfulfilled, and I want to unpack what I mean by that because I know we throw around, oh, I want to be fulfilled, I'm looking for fulfillment, and I want to specifically talk about what I mean, but if you feel like you're not emotionally and intellectually aligned in your workplace, the career that you have, the role that you have, the company you're at, if you're not getting emotionally and and intellectually fed there, intellectually and emotionally challenged there, then you're not going to feel fulfilled. And that is going to a big clue to you that I'm, I've outgrown this space and I need to think about what my next steps are. So what does that look like? Not being emotionally and intellectually aligned. Well, quite simply, your needs aren't being met. Whether those needs are to have people that look like you work with you. That's a big deal. As a black woman, it is not unheard of to be the only in a lot of professional spaces. That is a big deal. That's a big burden for a lot of us to deal with. 
Some people, you know, whatever, don't really care about it. That's not something they think about. But for a lot of us, that's a big deal to be in a space where no one looks like me. I don't, I'm the needs that I have to speak to someone who's, who's, who's similarly, similarly situated, who has similar experiences, similar background, or that we can connect or relate on these two, three things because of our shared identities. That is a big deal to have. And if you're not having that need met, that could be a sign that, okay, I've outgrown this space. I need to go somewhere else that celebrates diversity and celebrates inclusion so that I'm able to build community with the people I work with, relate to them, and really just feel like I, I have an ally. I have people that I, that I understand and that get me where I am. Or if your needs aren't being met professionally, like I'm trying to go get promoted. I'm trying to move up two, three levels and I'm not getting the opportunities to do that. My manager is just not focused on how to, how my career trajectory is taking off or they're not equipped to help me. A lot of times people assume, oh, my manager is a horrible person and that's why she can't get me to the next step. No, your manager is probably ill-equipped. I coach a lot of leaders and a lot of managers on how to build teams and how to structure career conversations and how to help, you know, employees plan for the development of their career. And a lot of them don't know the basics. So could be a lot of reasons why you feel like your need for professional growth and development isn't being met. But the point is, if it's not being met and it hasn't been met for some time, that's a sign that, okay, I may need to leave this space. I may need to exit because I've outgrown it and it's no longer a place where I'm getting what I need. If you have goals that aren't being achieved, if you have salary goals, like I've been here for five years and I expect to be at this level because I've worked this hard and I've gotten exceeds expectations and I've been asked to lead this project and this initiative and this is where I need to be, but it's not happening. Or I should be promoted because of X, Y, and Z. Here are all my receipts. This is why. And it's not happening. Or I thought I was going to get this visibility on this role and that I was going to be able to be external facing and have these clients and do these speaking engagements and it's not happening. Whatever goals that you've set for yourself and you're realizing consistently you're not able to achieve them because you don't have the resources, you don't have the tools, you don't have the community, you don't have the training, whatever it is, big red flag that you may be in a space that you've outgrown. And then lastly, in this section, when you're not being recognized or given projects, or when you are recognized, I should say. So you are recognized and you are given projects and you feel nothing. There's no excitement. There's not even any like disappointment. There's just numbness. There's nothing. It's like, okay, I'm indifferent. When you walk around and nine times out of 10, the emotion that you're dealing with is indifference, That is a sign you've outgrown the space that you're in. We as human beings are, we're emotional, right? We have, we have emotion about us. We feel through this world. And if something that you spend so much time doing, if a place that you're in more time, you spend more time at work than you do anywhere else, gives you nothing, you feel nothing, you feel indifferent, then that's, that's, definitely a sign that it may be time to move on. 
all, all of that just rolls into not being fulfilled. You're not being emotionally and intellectually aligned with what you want and what your purpose is and what your calling is. The third way to know, have I outgrown this workspace that I'm in? is quite simply, if your inner voice says so. So when I talked about women asking this question in the application that this comes up a lot of times, there's always a hint of, I already know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. It's, how do I know that I've outgrown this workplace where I've been here for five years and haven't been promoted, but people that have come in after me and I've trained them have now come above me and are getting promoted? You know the answer to this. You know you've outgrown this. And there's no judgment. I'm just saying it's time to tap into your internal voice. You already know. You know when you know, right? It's one of those things that, yeah, I know. But it's do you want to listen? It's do you want to be in denial? But you know. If there's a quiet nagging, if there's a like, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. This is not the type of coworkers that I want to be around. This manager is not the best manager for my growth and my development. This team that I'm leading is not the team that's going to help me get to my next level as a manager or as a leader. This industry is not is no longer aligned with my calling and what I'm meant to do. If you, you, that internal talk, that internal dialogue is something that you know, you feel it when you're quiet, when you give your, your, yourself a time to reflect and journal and pray and meditate, you know, you know how you feel. You know that there's a quiet nagging, a quiet, still voice telling you it's time to move on. You've outgrown this. You've learned all you can. It's time to move on. Those are the three main ways. So feeling like the place that you're in is not a fit, feeling like you're not emotionally and intellectually aligned, and knowing that your inner voice is already telling you that it's time to move on. Those are distinct ways, distinct ways for you to realize that, yeah, I've outgrown this space. So once you realize, okay, yes, Darianne, you've gone through this checklist. I'm hearing what you're saying. I need to, I've outgrown my space. I know I have. What now? What do you do? You should just leave, right? (laughs) Leave. If you've gone through this and things are resonating, then you should just leave. I'm not going to be naive enough to say just leave because I know, I know it's not that easy. I know it's not that simple to just pack up your things and leave. If it was, then everyone would do it. People would not be in toxic situations. They wouldn't be in workspaces that they've outgrown for years at a time. They wouldn't do that because they would just say, I'm going to go ahead and do something different. So it's not, it's not that simple. So why is it not that simple? So again, these women that are filling out the exploration call application and putting in there one of their challenges is, is that they, they, they don't know how to exit this space that they've outgrown. They know they've outgrown it, but they're just not doing it. Why don't they leave? Is it because they just lazy? <laughs> is it because they don't have the credentials? Is it because, you know, what is it? Well, there are many reasons, and I've broken it down into three of them that I feel specifically for... For black women, right, for women, minorities, people in marginalized groups, this makes 
the decision to leave and to do something different, it makes it hard. It makes it harder than it is for, for other people, right? The first thing is that, one, you're not at the right space of change or the right stage of change. So there are five stages of change, and there's a lot of research that has been done And I'll put the link to this in the show notes, right? But when you want to change anything, whether it's you want to stop, you know, you want to quit your job, you want to change the job you're in, you want to change your diet, you want to start exercising, whatever you want to do, there's a, there's a progression. There's these five stages that you go through to really help you understand, okay, am I actually going to make this change? Is this actually the time for me to change? And this idea, um, of the five stages of change came about in the 70s and it was initially created for people who are actually looking to quit smoking. That's what it was it was created for. Uh, but since then, it just relates to so many other things. People use it a lot with substance abuse, trying to get over that, change that behavior. But it so resonated with me when I read it about people trying to make career changes as well. And so I'll go through what those five stages are. The first stage of change is pre-contemplation. And that's when you have no intention of changing your behavior. So yeah, I've outgrown my workspace. That's cool. But you know, my commute is five minutes and I'm getting paid $185,000 and I have four weeks of vacation. So yeah, I'm not leaving. Cool. You're you're in pre-contemplation, not even a space for you to change. Fine. The second stage is contemplation. This is when you're aware of the problem, but you have no commitment to take action. So, okay, yes, there's a problem. I'm in this space. It's toxic. I've outgrown it. I need to move on. I understand that there's some sort of change that needs to happen, but I'm not ready to commit to that change. I'm afraid. I don't know what to do. I've tried and failed before. Whatever the reason is, I can't yet commit to taking action. Yes, I know there's a problem. I'm aware of it. I know that I need to change, but I can't commit. That's contemplation. The third stage is preparation. So this is when you're like, you know what? I am going to take action. I am going to change this space that I'm in. I've outgrown it. It no longer serves me, and I'm going to do something different. So you research You're like, all right, what other roles are out there? What skills do I need? I'm going to hire me a coach. I'm going to get my job search together. I'm going to get crystal clear on what my next step is going to be. I'm going to start networking, all of that stuff. I'm going to get me a mentor, join mastermind groups. I'm going to do all the things I need to because I am going to change. You are in this preparation stage. You're going to do this. You're ready. You're, 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 you're getting everything in gear and, and ready for you to make that change. The fourth stage of change is action. This is when you're actively working on changing your behavior. So I've hired that coach and I'm actually implementing what this coach is telling me to do. I've made the changes to my process. I'm working on my mindset actively by doing journaling, by saying these affirmations, by all these exercises that I have here. I'm doing what I need to do. I'm actively in this process of change. 
And then the fifth stage is maintenance. This is when you have made that change, you've sustained that change, and new behavior replaces the old. So I've found this new opportunity either by transferring out of my department or asking for what I want, negotiating a different type of setup at work or going to a completely different role, whatever it is, I've changed where it's at and I don't plan on going back. So I'm going to do what I need to do to make sure I don't get stuck again. I'm going to pay attention to the signs of being in in an environment that I've outgrown. I'm going to make sure I keep up with my coach so that, you know, okay, I'm here, but how do I get to the next level, et cetera. I'm in this maintenance stage. And side note, this stage, maintenance, you're still susceptible to going back. Even in action, when you're doing, in the action phase, phase four, you're the most susceptible uh, susceptible to going back because you haven't yet gotten the new behavior. You haven't yet gotten the new thing. You haven't yet made that change. So you're like, uh, I'm over this. You know, I wanted to get a new job in 30 seconds. It didn't happen, so I'm done, right? Or it's been a few months. I'm gone on interviews. Things are looking promising. I'm making it to final rounds, but it's not happening. Or I started this process to get through the promotion, had a couple setbacks. Now it's doing over. I've kind of redone my plan with my boss. I don't know. Is this all worth it? Should I just do something else? You're susceptible to going back in the action phase. Maintenance, you're less susceptible, but you're not out of the woods. So it's something that you should, you know, be thinking about. So I went through all of those stages, not just to throw some stages at you, but just because I want you to reflect and think about where are you in your stage of change? If you're one of the people who have realized that, yes, I'm in in an environment that I've outgrown and I've known that for some time, but yet I'm still here. Where are you in this process? What I can tell you is that most of the women that I come in contact with, these high-performing women, these women who want the best for themselves and their careers and their families, who want to earn top dollar to do work that they're meant to do, all of these women who are ready to break through the confusion and the overwhelm and the negative thinking, they're in stages two and three, that contemplation where they're aware of the problem but have not yet committed to take action to change it, and preparation where they're intending to take action, they're doing their research, they're vetting coaches, they're doing what they need to do, looking into masterminds and intensives and all of those things, but they're not actually, they haven't done it yet. They haven't pressed go, right? But they're thinking about it. That's where a lot of women are. And in those stages, that's not taking action. That's not moving forward. So what does that mean? You can, you can literally be in the preparation and contemplation stage for years. You can literally be contemplating commitment, contemplating that you have a problem, but not committing to it for years. Think about if you've tried to lose weight. My hand is raised on that one. If you're trying to buy a home, if you're trying to stop smoking, whatever it is. So taking it out of careers for a second, whatever change you're trying to make. And you've been thinking about this. You've been contemplating it for years, but not going and not doing it or preparing for it. Having all the new recipes and all the the workout clothes and, you know, taking all the information and the brochures and all the stuff for whatever it is you want to do, but not actually doing it. Most women, this is where you are. Contemplating and preparing, but not actually doing it. And that's why it's so difficult to leave. That's why it's so hard to exit this space that you know 
does not serve you. This space that you know you've outgrown. So I'm going to say it wasn't, it's not your fault. It wasn't your fault. You didn't know, right? Now that you know, though, what's next? What do you do? I'll, I'll put that question there and I'll put that to the side. The second reason why black women don't leave, they don't step out of these spaces that they've outgrown is because they're not sure what the grass is looking like on the other side. If you go on Twitter and you put in the hashtag black woman at work, and I'll, I'll link to that hashtag in the show notes, yourcareergirl.com slash blog slash episode 43, you will see a lot of outlandish but true stories of what black women have to deal with in the workplace. It's like, why would I want to start over? I've already gotten these folks used to me, used to my hair, used to the shows I watch and the places I go and the music I listen to, used to my family structure and how things are situated. You know, I got them used to all of this stuff. And now I got to pick up and go somewhere else and start over. That's too much work for me. I don't want to do it. Let's be honest. Let's be real. This is a lot of what is holding you back from making that change, from moving forward, from changing and getting into a new space that you know is better aligned with what it is you need to do. It's hard to start over, especially if, you know, we talked about one of the reasons how you know that you've outgrown a space. And if one of those reasons was because people don't get you, you don't feel like your needs are being met as far as being around people that you can relate to. And so you're like, do I want to go through that again and go to another space where people don't get me? Is it even possible for me to find a space like that? There are women that I speak to who don't even believe that if they want to be in a certain industry, or if they, you know, are at a certain level that this is just part of the, it, it comes with the territory. I'm not going to be around other black women or other black people in general or other minorities. I'm going to be the only, and it just is what it is. And that could be, that's holding a lot of people back from even doing anything. Cause it's like, well, I'll just deal with this. I, I know what it's like over here. Why do I want to go somewhere else and put myself out there and start over and risk not being happy, being unfulfilled, and it being the same situation, just a different location? Why would I even risk that? So that's another thing that we think about and that keeps us from moving forward and from getting out of these spaces, even though we know we no longer need to be there. And the last reason why we don't leave these spaces is because we are not clear on what we want. So we know we don't like where we are. We know that it's no longer serving us. We know that we've outgrown it. We know, okay, this is why where I am on the change spectrum. I'm going to, you know, I'm ready to take action, all of it. I'm willing to take the risk of what the next step is going to look like and all of that. All of that is down, but I'm still stuck. And it's because you don't even know what you want. If you've never been someplace before and I say, hey, meet me here. The first thing you're going to do is pull out your phone. You're going to download the Waze app or whatever app you use, Google Maps, whatever it is. And you're going to type in the destination that you're headed to. And then you're going to follow step by step the path that that GPS is giving you. 
If you try to go to that new destination without the GPS, it will be a disaster, especially if you're directionally challenged like me. So this is the same thing you should be thinking of when you think about your career. How are you going to exit this space that you've outgrown if you don't even know what the next destination is? If you've never taken the time to map out hmm, this is what I'm looking for. This is what my next step is. This is how I'd like to move forward in my career. This is what my next level looks like. If you haven't asked yourself those questions, if you haven't thought about that, if you don't know what your answers are, then of course it's gonna have you feeling stuck and have you feeling like I'm not even gonna move forward. I don't know what to do. So these are all things that are keeping us from moving forward. And so if any of these things are resonating with you, if you're like, okay, yes, so I've checked off the list of the things that are in spaces I've outgrown and I've outgrown it. Yes, this, you're calling me out. You're telling me why I haven't left yet. I'm here. I'm with you. Okay, so what do I do? How do I move forward? What are the things that you can do? Well, it's pretty simple. In keeping with the, the theme of threes, I have three things that you can do to harness your the confidence, right, that you need to unleash all of that so you can actually make a move and move on to the next phase. The first is to reflect. Making the decision to move on, to exit a space that you're in, that you've been working at for X amount of time is a big deal and not one that you know you should just do all willy-nilly and take lightly. So you need to reflect on what's going on, what's been happening. Am I, have I outgrown this? Why, where specifically, what am I looking for? Like all of that, take the time to reflect. It, it can be, it can seem like, okay, well now that I know this, I'm gonna just, you know, knee jerk reaction. I'm gonna move forward. I'm putting out my resume right now or I'm marching into my boss's office tomorrow to give me that promotion or whatever. You may be tempted to do that, but I'm gonna tell you to stop. I'm gonna tell you to pause on all of that and just reflect. Think about, okay, where am I? Where do I want to be? What's happening? How did I get here? Really ask yourself the tough questions so that you're clear. Once you've done that, you need to map out your destination. You need to understand what is my next step? What is happening? What's going on? What's next? You know, all of those things. I want you to get clear. Now, In a previous episode, and I'll link to it in the show notes, I walk you through my dream job profile where literally you map out what does your ideal job look like? What what kind of career do you want and what are the elements of that career? I, If you haven't, I would suggest that you start there. Start there and map out the complete process of what it is that you're looking at for what the destination is for you. Because again, in order for you to move forward, in order for you to know what you're striving toward, you're going to have to know the destination. And the third thing is to take action. We can talk about this. I could talk about this topic for hours, for days, for months, right? We can talk about this all the time. I told you, people can get stuck in this contemplation. Let me, t- let me think about this. Let me research what's going on. Let me, you know, in, in this in preparation phase, we, you can get stuck there for years. It's not until you actually do something, you take the action, 
that's when you're moving forward. That's when you're actually venturing into change and to doing something different. If your goal is to exit this space that you've outgrown, then you need to take that first step. Set a date. Okay, so I'm going to spend this time, this much time reflecting is in my calendar. Then I'm going to complete the dream job profile. Then I'm going to do the first step. I'm going to create a plan and do the first step in that plan. I'm going to take action. These, this is how you need to get the momentum going and to actually move forward in these spaces. Hey there, this was episode 44 of the Deeper Than Work podcast. I really hope you were able to grab some gems from this episode. If you feel like I am on the verge, I don't know, or maybe I did know, but wasn't sure why I wasn't moving or I didn't know what to do next, then I hope that you now have some more clarity as far as what you need to be doing. Have you outgrown your space that you're in? Is it time for you to move on in your career? I hope that you feel a thousand percent more clear and understanding what to do next. You can check out the show notes at yourcareergirl.com slash blog slash episode 44. And don't forget, if you're ready to have a breakthrough in your career, if you're ready to push through all the overwhelm, the confusion, the negative thoughts, and really level up in this next phase of your career, then go to yourcareergirl.com slash breakthrough.